This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Lord, as we gather here uh, tonight uh, to be with one another, to be with you, to be around your word, uh, things things keep changing. Um, uh, things keep changing in the in our medical world as as more people are are uh, getting sick and and more people are losing job time or or losing their jobs and. Um, you know, just uh, a whole lot of things, right? And that, again, that all comes on to already what was going on in, in all of our minds. And Lord, so I just ask that you would use this time that we have together tonight uh, to bring us comfort, to bring us peace, uh, to bring us your presence, to assure us of your love, uh, to bring us calm. Lord, you can do this. These are, these are not idle words. And, and so we just pray that you would do that and that you would pour your blessings on us tonight and, uh, and bless our time together. We pray this in, in the name of Jesus, uh, whom nothing uh, could keep him away from us, uh, not heaven, uh, not hell. Uh, he lives. He's our living hope. Jesus, you are our living hope. And so we pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Vasily uh, was a, uh, a key person in history, in, in the history of the world. Uh, he was a Roman sailor, and he is the one who talked his captain off the ledge. What, what happened here was uh, the Romans, uh, no, Russian, sorry, Russian subs, uh, we're sent down to Cuba. This is in 1962. So believe it or not, for you guys, that's even before I was born. And uh, they were off the coast of Cuba. And uh, keep in mind, too, that the, the Russian subs were built for cold water, for Arctic water, not for the warm water uh, that you find by Cuba and Florida and things like that. And so what happened was the inside temperature in the submarine soared. It got to like 120 degrees and there was never really any relief. So it was 120 degrees one after one hour after another, after another, after another uh, ongoing. And so you can imagine if you're, you're trying to live at 120 degrees, that's pretty hard. I, I know that a lot of us like hot weather, like Jackie likes hot weather, you know, and then we go down to Texas and it's only like 105 or something like that. And you go, oh, it's so hot. And I'm like, I thought you liked hot weather. You know, well, we maybe like hot weather, but 120 degrees, just nonstop, keep on going. That's that's really hot. And so you can imagine that the sailors who aren't used to that kind of heat in any way, shape or form, that, that uh, they're not sleeping as well and, and different things like that. And so they're, they're on an emotional edge. Okay? And while those Russian subs were off the, the coast of Cuba, what ended up happening was they ended up uh, going a little bit too close to the United States, and they ended up in U.S. territorial waters. Uh, 
And then that brought the U.S. Navy on to the scene and they start tracking them and they start following them and they start sending down depth charges and stuff like that. And the Russians in their emotional state think that they are are being attacked and the, the captain, the admiral of the Russian Navy there is, this is it guys. This is it. We're going to let them have it. We're not going to survive. Know that we're not going to survive, uh, but we're going to get, we're going to kill as many people as we can. All right. We are not going to disgrace uh, the Russian Navy. And it's Vasily who went to that admiral, that captain and said, hey, you've got to at least talk to the US before you do this. You, you've got to at least talk to our enemy before you start, because you see, if, if Russia unleashes then, right, what's gonna happen is World War III. That's why Vasily is so important in, in history, in world history, without his being there, um, you know, we would have sparked into World War III. And so obviously Vasily's captain, Admiral, uh, made connections with the United States, and uh, the Russian subs ended up sailing away, and uh, there were really no bad repercussions uh, out of that as much as, as we know. So why I bring that up is, is our verse tonight is from Philippians chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. It says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. Let your gentleness, you see, that's what um, Vasily was. He was gentle. He was level-headed. He was even-tempered. Uh, he was fair, and he was reasonable, okay? So that, that's super important as part of this verse, gentleness. The next part, the Lord is near. We've talked about that from our first time together, like with Psalm 23, that the Lord is near. The Lord was near Moses. Remember, he's in the burning bush with right there by Moses, for an example. He was with Joshua when Joshua took over for Moses. He was with Jacob, even though, you know, Jacob was conniving. Uh, God was still with him there. God was near and with King David, even though King David committed adultery and then murder, God was still near to him. God was near Elijah, even though Elijah's faith was, was faltering and failing and weak, God was near. I want you to know the same is true for you and me. God is near. He is near us all of the time. He's right by us. Remember, uh, the Christmas story, the name given to Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Uh, and so that's just super key about everything, you know, is God is with us. And remember what Jesus said on uh, Ascension Day, 40 days after Easter, as he was ascending into heaven, he promised the disciples, he promised you and me, I will be with you always, even to the very end of the age. And so what, that, what I'm trying to stress here is, is that God is with us and he is an active, powerful, loving God in our day-to-day -day lives, okay? Super important. Sometimes we forget that, right? Sometimes we forget that. The disciples, the original disciples 
were no different. The disciples had, had seen Jesus do things like heal the leper and the centurion's servant, the paralytic. They had been on the boat when the storm was going crazy, and Jesus immediately calmed that storm. Um, and now the disciples have an opportunity to recall and rely on God who is with them. Great crowds are following Jesus, huge crowds. It's getting late. The disciples go to Jesus, hey, it's getting late. Send these people away so they can go find something to eat. And Jesus says, well, it's okay. You give them something to eat. And remember what the disciples did? They, they scoured through that crowd of, of 5,000, and they really didn't come up with much, right? They, they were able to find a boy with two small fish and five loaves of bread. Um, and they came back to Jesus, and they go, yeah, you know, it, we got this, but it's not enough. It won't work. Um, but do you, do you see where I'm going? They had seen Jesus heal people. They had seen Jesus calm the storm. And yet when it was time to feed the 5,000, they didn't think about asking Jesus to help out. They didn't think about it, even though he's right there. And then remember what Jesus did? He uh, took those two fish and those five loaves of bread and lifted them up and gave thanks to God. And uh, then the 5,000 were fed, right? And in fact, 5,000 were fed to the degree that there were leftovers, 12 baskets full of leftovers. God is near. He is with us in our lives. You see, right? We are not facing 5,000 hungry people, right? Uh, but we are facing a lot of things, right? Uh, we're, we're facing a loss of some of our freedom, we're facing the loss of some of our predictability. Uh, we've lost some of our familiarity. Uh, there's a, a new way of life right now, right? Again, as, as we've talked about it, in addition to all the other stuff we had going on, now some of us are working from home. Some of us are homeschooling. Some of us uh, have had our jobs cut in hours. Some of us have, excuse me, had our our jobs cut in full, and we're trying to figure all this out. Our children don't understand, and if we're honest, we don't understand either. But the question I have for you and for me is, have we turned to Jesus and asked for his strength, his resources, and his help? I encourage you and me to do that, to turn to Jesus and look for his strength and resources and help. See, and, and instead of lashing out in fear, instead of filling our minds with anxiety's greatest hits of what ifs, instead of concentrating on all the changes that are going around, what if we just concentrated on the one who doesn't change? Um, Jesus, God is with us. And there's a story that I'm going to share this weekend in the, in the message. And it, it's just, uh, I'll just give you a brief part of it. Uh, uh, a young boy, like 11 years old, his job on the, on the farmstead, if you will, was to go around and find stumps and uproot the stumps and cut them into kindling wood 
so they can be used for the, the furnace at home and for the wood stove at home and, and things like that. And one day he ran across this big stump and uh, he went to, you know, take care of it. And he pushed it back and forth and rocked it side to side. And he was, you know, working at it all day long and uh, uh, he couldn't get it to, to move. And uh, it, it just, he was exhausted by it. And after a, a number of hours, his dad sees him out there and goes out to him and, and says to him, you know, I, I, I don't think you're using all your strength. And the young boy is just exasperated. He's worked at it for hours, you know, super dedicated on this. And his dad's going, yeah, I don't think you're using all your strength. And, and the, the young boy, he exploded, right? He just went off and his father stayed there calmly, patiently. And uh, finally, the, the young boy calmed down enough to ask his father, what do you mean I'm not using all my strength? Uh, and his father said, well, uh, you haven't asked me to help you, right? The, the dad was right there. Uh, ready to help, and the young boy forgot to use that resource. Again, I, I want to remind you and me that God is with us. He is near us. Let's be sure we go to him and use him as our, our resource, our strength and ever-present help uh, in time of trouble. You see, when you and I, uh, you know, we'll find calm when we turn to him and so uh as as we move on it's just kind of this thought of prayer not despair okay so so here's a question for you how would you describe your prayer life would you describe it as uh last resort uh i know i should or i can't wait i think we've all been in different parts of them i think if we look at our our life Right. I think there there have been times, you know, where uh, the last resort is is kind of how uh, it was for me at, at different times. And, and then there have been other times where I'm like, oh, man, I, I know I should. I know I should. I should just take the time. Uh, and sometimes that's that's one of those ways we're so human. We think that that prayer is is. It's not a, you know, maybe it's not a waste of time, but it's not necessarily a good use of time when in actuality prayer is, is probably the best use of our time. Uh, one of the reformers back in the Middle Ages said, I'm so busy, I've got so much to do. I've got to pray all morning long before I get going. Just a, a good e example for us. And then the, the other one there is, is I can't wait. Now we'll talk, hopefully I'll, I'll circle us back to that. I can't wait. Oh, it's, guys, it's so amazing that we get to pray to God. The creator of the universe cares for us, loves us, uh, is intent on us. And, and, you know, we get to talk with him. We get to share our heart with him. That's so cool. Well, I want to share a, a passage with you. It's from Luke chapter 8. Uh, it's verses 1 to 8. This is known as the parable of the persistent widow, okay? And so it says, Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, 
In a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time, he refused. But finally, he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, the, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on earth? Okay, so this, this woman has been treated unfairly, unjustly. She doesn't, she doesn't have a husband. She doesn't have a son to help her. So she goes to the judge, and she is just relentless on the judge. You must give me justice. You must treat me fairly. She is just on him like white on rice, okay? She won't relent, and, and, and the judge finally gives up, you know, and at the end of verse 5, he says, I'll see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And what the original is here is really like a boxing match so that she won't come and give me a black eye with her constant pounding. OK, so the, the widow just kept after the judge until she got justice. So we think about that a parable that. Uh, earthly story, the heavenly meaning. Let's, let's think about some of the differences uh, between you and me and the widow and between God and the judge, okay? Uh, the widow was always persistent in prayer, okay? She was in the can't wait and uh, not necessarily out of joy. It wasn't a can't wait for her, but it was out of necessity, maybe out of fear, out of anxiety. She just was there going back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes that's us uh, by God's grace. And, and sometimes it's not, right? Um, the difference between God and the judge, well, the judge was unjust, right? And not generous. And God is just and generous. And so there are some of those differences there. And, and now remember, too, um, God is not the reluctant judge in the story. He's kind and generous. And you and I aren't the widow. The widow was on the bottom rung of the ladder. You are on the top. Because at any moment, you can turn to God. All right? so. And what that turning to God is, right, is prayer, okay? Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Gosh, I, I just, I can't journal. I, I don't know what it is. I, I think journaling is, is good. Um, I think it's a, a good thing. Uh, but I, whenever I start, it lasts like one day, literally. I've gotten journal books. I've used it on my laptop and all of that. But uh, and the reason why I bring it up is, is to have a prayer journal. If you are a journaler at all, I encourage you to keep a prayer journal. Uh, when I was at the chapel uh, at the University of Wisconsin, uh, the, the staff would get together on, on Tuesdays and pray, and anybody could come in. And, and one of our volunteers, Lois, she was amazing. She was just 
her heart was gold. Um, and she would often say, you know, guys, we should keep a notebook on all of this because God is answering our prayers one after another. And we're walking around like kind of like being, you know, like he's, he's not doing all these things. And so I encourage you, uh, if, if you're a journaler at all, you know, uh, I guess it would just be so good. Uh, again, if that's not you, don't guilt yourself uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But I think if you have a prayer journal, what you'll you'll notice uh, uh, you'll notice the depth of your prayers, and you'll also be able to to see how God has has answered your prayers. To uh, uh, encourage you in in your prayer life, and God listens to all of our prayers. The 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 prayer that's that's important and powerful to God is a heart to heart talk with God. Uh, we don't have to use flowery words. They don't have to be long. They don't have to be short. Uh, I just want to encourage you uh, to to pray specifically uh, for specific people and uh, specific situations. You know, like today we might say, you know, let's pray for our healthcare workers. Okay, because again, not only uh, are they doing a great job day by day. Uh, putting up with with us who are patients who are who who aren't such good patients maybe sometime, uh, but they're just so dedicated. And now, let alone we're we're you know having them work in, in the middle of this time where it is it can very well be life and and death for them. And so you know, God, just thank you for those healthcare workers uh, who get up and, and go into work, uh, not knowing what's going to happen that day. Uh, give them a special measure of patience. Give them a, a special measure uh, of protection. Put a hedge around them. Keep them safe uh, and give them wisdom uh, to do their job, to treat each patient individually and to take time for, for each patient. And so, you know, that's, you know, that's just a way and you could do more than that, a way of praying specifically as opposed to just saying, you know, pray for our, our healthcare workers, which is good, which is good too, okay? Uh, but just an encouragement for uh, specific prayer. Think of it this way too, uh, you know, maybe some of you had a, a teacher, maybe it was a chemistry teacher or a math teacher or something like that who said, you know, boy, if you guys ever have any questions and, and I'll help you with those questions, I'll help you out. You know, and you go up there and your teacher helps you. You know, God says, come to me. Uh, come to me. He's inviting us to come with our lives. You know, sometimes things are, are difficult, right? Uh, sometimes things are really difficult. Uh, but God says, come to me. And he will help us. Uh, he'll either remove things or he'll give us strength to go through things or, or whatever. You know, he's, he's just there. He's going to answer prayer in the best possible way. And that's our next thing how does god answer prayer okay and so god answers prayer um by saying yes right glad to do that for you uh no uh because it's it actually wouldn't be good for you uh or you know yes but it'll be later or yes but I've got something better for you in mind. You know, God, God always gives us the best yes 
uh, to our prayers. It always gives us the best possible answer. And so just a, a couple of passages as we wrap up tonight on prayer. Um, this is uh, a, a passage, the first one, Psalm 50, verse 15. Uh, this, the Lord directs us, call on me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you. And so I, I hope you keep that in mind. Um, you know, uh, sometimes we want instant stuff, you know, but, but there are other times where God's just leading us beside quiet waters. We got to go through a, a valley first, but he's, he's in the mode of always delivering us, always protecting us. And then in Matthew six, you'll see those words. And, and that's one of the places where, um, the Lord's Prayer, what we call the Lord's Prayer, uh, is recorded. And this is how it's recorded in Matthew, our Father. So when you're praying, you're praying to your Father. And I know now, now not all of us had the best fathers. Uh, our, and, and even those of us who had really good fathers, they're not perfect, right? But our Heavenly Father is perfect and is all loving. And the word here is, is Daddy. You know, uh, you know, uh, we can go to him like a, a toddler runs to their daddy, daddy, you know, and so that can be our prayer, you know, our daddy in heaven, hallowed be your name. There's no name like yours, God. There is no name like yours. Your name is above, above all names. I was reading this book the other day called God is Here by Mike Novotny. It's a really good book, really good book. Uh, I encourage you to Hop on Amazon and get that. Uh, God is here by Mike Novotny. And, and he talked about the, the high honor that's due God's name. And, and, you know, do we honor God's name above every other name? And, uh, you know, the knee-jerk reaction is, yeah, of course we do. You know, but then he said, you know, if, if someone speaks bad of you, uh, do you get upset? Right? And, and the, yeah, we get upset. And goes, well, when someone speaks badly or poorly of God, do you get upset? God's name is a name above all other names. Uh, his kingdom and his will will come. And we want that, all right? We want that and we need that. And that's all good. Um, give us today our daily bread. This is that part of the prayer where we pray for all of our earthly and temporal needs. That's what we're talking about here. Uh, and forgive us our debts. We're used to saying sins, right? But that's what sin is. It's a debt, right? Remember in Romans, the wages of sin is death. There's a debt, but remember the rest of Romans 6, but the, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I don't know if you've noticed that or not before, you know, but we say, you know, but deliver us from from evil. Uh, it's really talking about the evil one, uh, about Satan. Okay. So a couple of other quick passages as we wrap up tonight on prayer. And that is this uh, from John chapter 17. This is known as Jesus high priestly prayer. This is Jesus praying in the garden of Gethsemane uh, on Monday, Thursday night, good Friday morning in that time frame. And what he prays in verse 20, I think, is so cool. He says, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. Okay. Uh, so you know what that means? Is Jesus was praying for you and me 
2,000 years ago, before we were born, before our parents were born, before our grandparents before were born, before our great-grandparents, and just on and on. Jesus had you and me and mine and in his heart already. He was praying for us. I think that's so cool. Uh, and then the next passage is from Romans chapter 8, the great 8 in, in Romans, right? And it says this, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. What that means is, is God, the Holy Spirit, is praying for us. Okay? When we don't know what to pray, and I don't know if you've ever been there, if you've been uh, so distraught uh, that you didn't know what to pray for. Or if you're, there's a, a situation, do I go to the left or do I go to the right? The Holy Spirit is praying for you. Uh, and I hope that brings you great, great comfort. So just kind of as we wrap up tonight, just a, a couple of the, the key thoughts, right? God is near. Uh, it's, it's important for us to keep in mind that God is near. And, uh, um, and then to... To go to him like the the little boy went you know had his father right there for strength and help and like the disciples you know they'd seen jesus do all these things well let's let's go to him he's near our father cares for us immensely you see as we start to work on the anxiety in our life we've got the c and the a so far we want to celebrate that's the c celebrate god's goodness and then a we want to ask him for help and strength, okay? And so we'll uh, pick up. Our plan is to pick up again next Tuesday evening at 7 o'clock. I uh, apologize to anyone who struggled to get on. And uh, if you invited people, they may not have been able to get on. I'm not sure again uh, what happened with people being locked out. But uh, let's, let's close our time uh, with a prayer. Lord God, we thank you for this time together. Uh, we ask that you would come to, to each and every one of us. Uh, we all have a heart and we all have a mind and we all have thoughts and emotions and, and you know them all, uh, each and every one of us. Uh, you know whether we're anxious about time, whether we're anxious about health, whether we're anxious about finances, whether we're anxious about family, uh, whether we're anxious about being anxious or, or whatever it might be, you know our hearts, God, and we need your help. We need your help. This isn't something that, that you're expecting us to do on our own. Uh, you're here. You're our dear daddy. You're ready and eager to help. And so, Lord, Come and speak calm into our hearts. Come and speak peace into our hearts. Come and share your love into our hearts. Uh, come and bring us calm into our hearts and into our lives. We pray all this in the wonderful, powerful, and saving name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.